Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we give you thanks for the glorious gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins, adoption as your children, and the hope of glory. Visit us now in the power of your Spirit to open our minds with spiritual wisdom and insight that we might receive your word in the depths of our hearts and hear again the glad tidings of good news that unto us is born a Savior, Christ the Lord, in whose name we pray, amen. Luke chapter 2, the word of God, it is written. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. The Christmas story of Luke 2, the true story of Jesus' birth, always evokes feelings of wonder and joy and peace because it portrays for us in such simple yet beautiful ways, powerful ways, the mystery and miracle of God's love and grace 
offered to us in the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus' birth means, think of it, think of it. Jesus' birth means that God, 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 the creator of heaven and earth, the infinite and eternal Holy One, has come into the world as one of us to rescue us from ourselves in our sins. Therein is our joy and our celebration. We have not been abandoned. And in the end, the darkness will not win. But not everything in this beautiful passage, and I do think that Luke 2, translated into the English, is one of the most beautiful pieces of literature ever, ever penned. It's fitting that it should announce the birth of the Son of God. But not everything in this beautiful passage is full of light and love and goodness and joy. For example, consider how the story begins. You've heard it time and again. Think of it. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. That is a statement of political domination and military occupation by an empire antithetically opposed to the true God of heaven and earth. The emperor sent out a decree, his royal fiat, that all the world should be taxed. All the world, meaning all the known world, all the world that was known at the time, it seemed, belonged to Caesar. He could do with it whatever he willed. It suited his purposes to register all the people, to increase his control over them, and to ensure his tax base. Caesar Augustus was the adopted son of Julius Caesar. By this time, he had done away with all of his military and political rivals, the last most notably being Mark Antony. He had accepted for himself the title Augustus. Now that was not a last name. It was a title. The August One. That is, the Awesome One. The Revered One. The Majestic One. Augustus. He had declared his adoptive father, Julius Caesar, to be a god in the pantheon of Roman gods, and therefore he assumed for himself the designation Son of God. And since he had conquered all his enemies and thereby had brought peace to Rome, which had for years suffered the tumult of civil war and political strife, and since he had extended the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome, throughout his world empire, Caesar Augustus was declared to be, quote, the Savior of the world, through whom, quote, peace on earth had come.
That's the historical backdrop against which Jesus was born. That's the historical backdrop against which Luke wrote this beautiful account. So you see, there is a shadow of cold darkness which Luke wants us to feel as he tells us how it really was. And he wants us, reading in between the lines of this passage, to sense the tension. There is, between the lines, evil. There is the presence of an oppressive power which sets itself up as God to rule over all the world by sheer force. There is a dark Lord, a charlatan savior. A false peace. When we see a Christmas card of Joseph and Mary and the babe lying in a manger, we need to remember that these were real people living in a real and dark world, poor and powerless people being pushed around by powers that did not care about them at all, other than to possess them and oppress them as subjects. In every Christmas card and nativity crash, which reminds us of the story of Jesus' birth and brings to our hearts warm feelings of happiness and hope and joy, there is also the picture of kingdoms in conflict, the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of God. And so in this beautiful passage of Holy Scripture, which tells us of the lowly birth of Jesus, the Savior, Christ, the Lord, you see there's an underlying irony. There is a holy irony. There is a voice of subversive truth, revolutionary truth, which is, I think, speaking a prophetic word of judgment upon the idolatrous, proud powers of this world represented by Caesar Augustus. The righteous judgment of God which smashes idols and turns worldly pomp and power and prestige upside down was coming into the world with the birth of Jesus. Augustus Caesar had no idea what was happening. And tonight, his body is dust and his soul is in hell. And Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, is ruling on his heavenly throne. Who do you think rules the world? Who do you think directs the course of history and determines the destinies of nations? To whom would you most naturally bow? An august Caesar? Or a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths? Therefore, the story of Jesus' birth raises the question today of what or who is the true Lord, the true Savior? Where or to whom will we look 
for our peace, our well-being, our security, our happiness. To any human power, to any political party or institution, to a human king who will give us our daily bread in exchange for our submission and loyalty, to a political empire and its mighty military, to those who would determine worldly popularity, cultural prestige, social acceptability, or to a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Consider again the words of the angel to the shepherds. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. (laughs) Really? To whom? To what? Where would you go looking for a Savior? For a Lord? For a power and a love which could and would rescue you from destruction? And bring you safely into infinite and eternal happiness. Don't go looking in an earthly king's palace. Don't go looking in places occupied by the high and mighty. Don't go looking. In the homes of the beautiful or in the establishments of the elite. Don't go looking for love in all the wrong places. The only true Savior and Lord is the one who came in humility. Who on his first night was weak and poor and outcast, wrapped in rags, laid in a wooden manger. And who for your sake died weak and poor and outcast, stripped of his garments, laid on a wooden cross. Behold your God, the baby in the manger, the man upon the tree. That is the mystery of the gospel. That is the mystery of our salvation. Christmas points us to the cross. The salvation of the world, your salvation and mine, is wrapped up in this baby who was wrapped in swaddling cloths, laid in a manger, lifted up on a cross. But by his resurrection from the dead, he has won the victory over all the dark powers. And through him, we have peace with God by the blood of his cross and everlasting life by the power of his resurrection, the victory which no human army could ever win and the peace which no worldly kingdom could ever give are freely offered to you in Jesus Christ to be received by personal faith in him. Therefore, the celebration of Christmas by necessity demands a decision about Jesus Christ. Oh, you know, you've heard the news. More people are celebrating Christmas without Christ than ever before. Well, so be it. Cultural Christianity without any commitment to Jesus Christ is not true Christianity and never was. Cultural Christianity without conviction is no Christianity at all. 
and never was. It's time to get serious about Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done for us, and who He calls us to be, and therefore how we then shall live in response to His grace under His absolute lordship. We're not here tonight for the sake of tradition. We're not here tonight for sweet sentimentality. We're not here tonight to check the box of an annual religious observance. If you are, I would beg you to consider otherwise. We're here tonight to worship the King, Christ the Lord, the eternal Son of God, and the Savior of all who trust in Him, to pledge our allegiance to Him, to offer our lives to Him, to cast ourselves and our eternal destiny upon His power and mercy, to give ourselves Over to Him because He has first of all given Himself over to us. We live in a tumultuous time of rapid change and shifting sands in which the very foundations of our civilization are being shaken. Now is the time for us who profess faith in Christ to live as He calls us to live, as the light of the world following Him who is the true light of the world and the light of life, living with faithful, courageous, joyful obedience to Jesus, our Savior, our Lord. It's time to get serious about Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done for us, and who He calls us to be. Christians with committed convictions will shine as brighter lights even as the culture grows darker. And let us fear not. The light shines in the darkness as it did on that first Christmas. And the darkness has not and will not ever overcome it. Because the one and only infinite and eternal God, the uncreated creator of heaven and earth and all things visible and invisible, has come into this world in flesh and blood to reveal His grace and truth, to live for us, to die for us, to rise for us, and to raise us up with Himself into eternal life in His everlasting kingdom. Let me ask you the question I love to ask. If you are a covenanter regularly, you've heard me. But let's do it again. Can God die? No, God cannot die. But could the infinite and eternal God, if it pleased Him to do so, could He become incarnate? in the womb of a virgin and take upon himself a human nature and live as a true human in this world. Could he do it if he's so pleased? And could that true man die a human death 
And so, in the infinite mystery of the eternal God, in the depths of His own being, God Himself has experienced human death. He has swallowed it up forever. Are you in union with Jesus Christ? By faith. Are you His? Is He yours? Have you died with Him? Have you been crucified with Him? Have you been raised up into newness of life with the hope of everlasting glory? This is the gospel of Christmas. And all the earthly powers with all their pride, prestige, pomp, presumption are as nothing before Him and only rise and fall beneath Him. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Who do you think rules the world? Who do you think directs the course of history and determines the destiny of nations? Who do you think holds your eternal destiny. To whom will you look for your life and peace now and forever? Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father of life and light eternal, look upon us in your mercy and grant us grace to believe the glad tidings of great joy that we might come to Jesus and offer him our hearts, our souls, our mind, our strength. What shall I give him Poor as I am, if I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I'd do my part. What shall I give him? Give him my heart. To the glory of your name. Amen. In response to the gospel of Jesus Christ, let us stand to affirm the faith of the one church of Jesus Christ throughout history and throughout the world as we recite the words of the Nicene Creed, the ancient creed of the church universal, emphasizing the two natures united in one person, the divine nature and the human nature united together in the one Christ. Christians, in whom do you believe? We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, 
by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. You remember the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, that you by his poverty might become rich. As we present the tokens of our lives, let us present our hearts to the Lord promptly and sincerely.
Dearly beloved, pray with me. O God, who by the blood of your dear Son has consecrated for us a new and living way into the holiest place above all, cleanse our minds and the secrets of our hearts by the blood of Christ, that drawing near to you with a pure heart and conscience undefiled, we may receive these your gifts without sin and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Dearly beloved, we celebrate this night the Incarnation. The Word of God taking on flesh to dwell among us full of grace and truth. And through the drawing near of God to us in Christ's humanity, was able to tangibly experience God's love. In the same way, our Lord Jesus gave us this sacrament of holy communion as a means by which He may continue to make Himself and His grace available to us. That we might not only hear His Word, but that we might taste and see that the Lord is good. Feasting upon Christ, the bread of life, through faith and receiving assurance of the promises of the gospel. This is not a Presbyterian table. This is the Lord's table where Jesus serves as a host. The Lord has prepared this table for all who love him and who trust in him alone for their salvation. All who do truly and earnestly repent of their sins who sincerely believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and who desire to live in obedience to Him are invited to come and to share this feast with joy and thanksgiving. Let us pray. Gracious God, with joy we praise You and give You thanks for Your many gifts especially for the greatest gift, your Son, Jesus Christ, who descended to earth, taking upon Himself our nature, being conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and who lived as one of us, yet was without sin, that He may offer up Himself as a spotless Lamb, suffering death upon the cross for our redemption, making there a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the world that all those who have faith in Him might not perish, but have eternal life. Holy God, as we now celebrate this memorial of our redemption, send us Your Holy Spirit, we pray, to bless and sanctify us in these gifts of bread and cup, that these elements may be set aside from a common to a holy use, and that we may receive by faith Christ crucified for us, and so feed upon Him that He may be made one with us and we with him. And having been strengthened and sustained and unified in our faith, grant that we may grow up in all things in Christ our Lord, shining the light of Christ into the world and making known his glory and supremacy until he comes in final victory. And we feast at his heavenly banquet. Until that day comes, we humbly pray that you and your great love and mercy would heal the sick. Bind up the brokenhearted, comfort those who mourn, and give peace to the distressed. 
For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who is the bread of life, and who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And after giving thanks to God, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Whenever you drink of this, Do this in remembrance of me. For every time we eat this bread and we drink this cup, we proclaim the saving death of our Lord Jesus Christ until he comes again. Dearly beloved, let us keep the feast. We will partake as we receive the elements. The body of Christ, which has been broken for you.
Señor. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was nothing made that has been made. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, and we have beheld His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let us pray together. Most merciful God, for whose chosen handmaid and her holy babe, there was no room at the inn in Bethlehem. We give you thanks and praise for the gift of your Son and for the promise of the gospel signified by the sacrament of this holy supper. Help us all by your Spirit truly to make room for the Lord Jesus in our lives, that his peace and joy may fill our hearts, and his love flow through us to the blessing of others. O God, you have made this most holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant, we pray, that as we have known the light on earth, we may come to the fullness of its joy in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen.
riches of His love. Merry Christmas. The Lord be with you. Go into the world to serve Him with joy in the peace of Christ. God's blessing be upon you. Amen. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas to y'all. Thank you, Jane. Beautiful night. You can even see the angels around the moon. All right, let's see. What do we do? Pull? You pull down on that? Don't paint your hand. What do you... Okay, good job. Hey, Marianne. God bless y'all. God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Harvey. Good to see y'all. You bet. Hey, how you doing? I want to get a fix, though. Huh? Oh, a bad knee? How you doing, man? I like you without the beard. Tom? Lauren? Very good to see you. Oh, good night. Care. Merry, Merry Christmas. You had a little surgery on it? Alright. You bet, you bet. Yes, very good. Merry Christmas to you, sir. Glad you're here. Very much. Thank you. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Great, great. Alright. Guy. Good to see y'all. God bless. Hi, Laura. Christmas to you. All right, Michael. Christmas, my brother. Oh, I school. The package. Oh, oh was it? Oh, man, I cannot believe the it. The package was found. I forgot to announce it. I can't it. believe you didn't tell us that. That is super. The, the, the went back up to Simmons, went up there, and she said, I lost it. I got to buy another one. And they said, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. So, <laughs> so that's really good. Hey, see you. Christmas. This could be a career. This could be a career. <laughs> you bet, sir. So good to have Graham and Claire and Nate here. Hey. Right. All people. All my little people. Thank you, Jimmy. Inspirational. Thank you, sir. I heard Thank it rest just that way. Always. Oh. Good. Thank you, Jimmy. How you keep doing it? Thank you. Hooks around your house. Okay. okay. Good, good. Hey, good. Hey, hey, hey. Harry, and this. Oh, I'm so glad to see you tonight. Good to see you, my friend. Yes, sir. How's yes, sir. He's doing great. He's doing. I'm coming. I'm sorry. I've been no, kind no, of busy. No. His drills. I'm going to show you how I'm going to do it. 
Christian. Good, good. Who we got there? You haven't lost him yet. <laughs> Bob? Yes, sir. Jamie? I'm very happy you all. You're here from? Uh, uh, Northeast Alabama. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. Watch your step. Watch your family. Hey. Merry Christmas. Bob David, I didn't, is he? Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, John, John? Yes. Very good, very good to see you. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Hey, David, how you doing? How you doing? Good, good so to good you. to have you with us tonight. Glad you were here. We're looking forward to getting, turn your mic off. Oh, goodness, turn my mic off. That's awful.